Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am an overcomer. I am very passionate about helping others to achieve an abundant life fueled by spiritual principles and emotional balance. In this podcast series, we delve into spiritual self-care. Yes, we will explore exercising our minds and bodies, but more importantly, we will discuss strengthening our inner being, embracing God's love, and being filled by the fullness of God. As you take this journey with us, we want to inspire possessing your authentic selves and happiness. Welcome back, family. I have a question for you. Have you ever had an experience where you felt attacked? In this attack, you thought to yourself, what did I do wrong to deserve this treatment? Ladies, I have asked this question many times in my relationships with people. I may call up a friend to share my day, but instead of receiving positive feedback, I am being attacked. Perhaps I used the word incorrectly and the person just went off. Later on, the person sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes they'll return. And they'll tell me, girl, I'm so sorry. I just had a bad day. And in my bad day, I took it out on you. Being you, you understand the bad day situation. You know, you had your plenty bad days. You can't always point the finger. But then... It happens over and over again. What do you do? Now, I'll be honest and say that in my past life, since I'm an emotional person, I sure would, after a while, blow up in return. And boy, would that be a hot mess. Basically, I decided to hurt the person as they hurt me. I'm not going to take this abuse. I will tell myself, I don't deserve this. Mm-hmm. In fact, how about you? How would you feel if the tables were turned? With this type of thinking, it caused more problems. Since we are highlighting our wonderful Moving Beyond Emotional Course, I want to bring to your attention our audio lesson from understanding hurting those who hurt us which is taken directly from a podcast series i'm smiling on this end because i get to share about a course that we put together and i I really love and enjoy and appreciate those who worked with us to come up with this curriculum i digress anyways i'm going to highlight i'm gonna play a, a part of the the course And I want you to listen because in the audio, it reveals the reasons why we retaliate, why we hurt those who hurt us. It also discusses Jesus overcoming evil. After the highlight, keep listening as I have some great tips on how we too can overcome evil with good. This is our third installment 
of exploring women's responses when people or life experiences hurt us. As we move forward, we are tied for the third top response. Well, the number three tied response is we hurt those that hurt us. Hurting those that hurt us is pretty self-explanatory. We respond to a person with the intention to hurt them just as much as they hurt us. We respond to the person in anger, sometimes even with harsh words. We may be overly defensive and remain guarded. We also, most of the times, do not understand or recognize how our behavior contributed to the conflict. We may devise plans to retaliate. We quickly reveal the faults in the other person. And we may secretly even wish the other person harm. How does hurting others come up in our lives with God and our walk with him? We may be unable to extend grace, love, and mercy to the offender. How do people in the Bible respond for being hurt? What happens when things ain't working out? And I'm going to go to a deep story in the Bible. I mean, it really does encapsulate this to a T. And so work with me. I want to talk about Judas and Jesus' relationship. In John 12, John notes that Jesus was anointed by oil for his forthcoming burial. In response to Jesus' anointing, Judas asked, Why? Why was the oil not used? and sold for a profit. He then, Jesus says, hey, we know you a thief, man. We know you've been helping out in the money bag. Let me rephrase. Not Jesus. I got my James mixed up. It was John. John made the statement, hey, I know Judas is a thief. He be helping himself out in the money bag. In other gospels as well, it reveals that as soon after Jesus' anointing, Judas left. He bargained with the Pharisees for money to turn him over. Some, most, like my logical conclusion, would be that Judas was motivated by money, and, and that's why he just uh, betrayed Jesus. Another reason could be that he was dissatisfied with Jesus' missionary work, meaning, hey, why everybody looking at Jesus not looking at me? Mm-hmm. But... What was whatever was going on with Judas, it forced him to respond to his hurt by retaliating and wanting to hurt Jesus in return. Simply, it was hurt gone wrong. The Gospels also tell us that Satan prompted or entered Judas. Once this happened, he went and he betrayed Jesus. I'm highlighting this because I want you to consider for a moment that sometimes when we respond by hurting those who hurt us, we are filled with Satan lies. Ooh, he be lying to us. And the consequences of that, like we turn around and hurt other people. And I can only assume that Judas probably didn't think that his actions would lead to Jesus' death. This is my, my thought process. I'm thinking that he probably just thought that they would kind of like pump their chest up at Jesus and say, okay, you just arrest him and 
you will let him go. Once he was freed, Judas could say, hey, I taught Jesus a lesson. He needed to be put in his place. I'll tell you guys, when we retaliate, sometimes, I'll be honest, sometimes we just try and teach the other person a lesson. Most likely that lesson is you need to value me. I deserve to be treated better. I want you to understand what I just went through. Ooh, how many times have I done that one? But in our retaliation, in us hurting them just like they hurt us, sometimes we don't fully grasp the intent or the magnitude of the pain that they're about to experience. Judas, he did eventually realize the full impact of his actions. He became remorse to the point that he committed suicide. Judas' response to hurt cost him and Jesus their lives. Let's look at Jesus' response to Judas, though. During the Passover meal, Jesus was deeply distressed because he knew Judas, Judas was about to betray him. These Jays getting to me. I'm gonna get him out. You know, Jesus vocalized that, man, you about to betray me. In his vocalization, he didn't lash out or insult Judas. In fact, the other disciples were so clueless to who was really gonna betray him because Jesus still exemplified and gave love to Judas. Jesus, he was really just being righteous. Even though he knew this hurt was coming, he still was able to interact with Judas in a way that was loving and righteous. To the point that Judas even kissed him. And, what, and how did Jesus respond? He called him friend. Can you imagine? I'm being betrayed by a kiss and I'm still going to call you friend. Whew. Jesus is the man. But I bring this up because. Even though Jesus was hurt, he didn't lash out or harm Judas. Instead, we see Jesus extending grace, love, and mercy. He, honestly, he distinguished hostility by just responding humbly. Ooh, that's not a tough one. As I shared this with Jesus and Judas, there's always a way that we can respond in dealing with hurt. Unfortunately, when we're consumed with hurting those who hurt us, we're not fully aware of how much that retaliation does more harm. What great information in this audio lesson. I did not play the whole lesson. Please go to ahealingpeace.com slash mbh hyphen course and as i said i was like that may be a little difficult so to make it easier just go to our website in the menu there's a research resource element of our menu select that and in the drop down you'll see online course go ahead click it sign up for it spend time delving into why we respond this way but more importantly delving into some steps and strategies for having healthier responses while you're there go ahead listen to the whole audio i'd like i'll say i only played a snippet all right i'm getting all carried away as i promised 
let's get into some strategies for overcoming evil with good. In the replay, you heard how Jesus responded to Judas' evil behavior. To be honest, I am not at all confident that I would have had the same restraint. I would not be able to call Judas my friend. No, I wouldn't. But Jesus being Jesus, he has such a different response. He responded with kindness, grace, forgivingness, calmness. Yeah, like I said, I'm a tad bit emotional. Unfortunately, that's not always my first response. Again, I digress. But more importantly, Jesus responded with humility. In his humility, he was able to diffuse a hostile situation. How can we mimic Jesus' character in our situations where there are people who are lashing out of, at us emotionally and, and hurting us? The first tip, tip number one, is to take a time out to diffuse hostility. Now, as I stated before, I'm not to Jesus level. That's you know why I'm here learning and growing. We're doing it together. And sometimes being that calm and collective is not my first response. But if I take my time out and I go and spend some time and say, hey, let me recoup. Let my emotions not get the best of me. Then I can get to a place where I can respond like Jesus. So again, tip number one to diffuse a hostile situation is take your time out. Pause. And in this pausing, you may just have to be honest with the person and tell them, hey, I just need some time to process what just happened. Can you give me a moment? I will call you back tomorrow, girl, and we'll finish this conversation. Sometimes you got to do those little things to take care of yourself. Now, this is important. Why are you taking that time out? Remember to breathe. Sometimes you get those emotions get going and we forget to breathe. So go ahead. Time out. Breathe. And this leads to my tip number two. In your time out period, pray during this time. I don't want you going back and forth thinking about how they done you wrong and you didn't deserve to be treated like that. Unfortunately, when we find ourselves stuck in that way of thinking, all we're doing is getting more angry, anxious, and we're constantly thinking just crazy things about the person. How do we stop this? Spending time in prayer. And you know who did a great job doing this? Of course. Is Jesus. In episode two, I believe, of this series, we talked about how Jesus went and prayed through things in the Garden of Gethsemane. Well, he didn't stop there. His journey was intense from that time moving forward. And one of the things that he did as he was going to the cross and he was being treated poorly and people was beating him, just crazy stuff, that in that moment or one of those moments, he took the time out to pray for those who were hurting him. In Luke 23, verse 34, you see Jesus praying and asking God to forgive them because they do not know what they are doing. 
Mm-mm-mm-mm. What a powerful prayer. Oh, forgive them, Lord. They don't know what they're doing acting the fool. They don't know. And so in your prayer times, pray through that. Pray through them understanding what their behavior is with God. But in that, praying for forgiveness, that you're able to extend that same level of compassion and forgiveness. And one of the ways that we're able to forgive and extend that is praying through our emotions, especially anger. Yes, I can get a little hot-headed. Yes, I can. But while I'm praying through my emotions, while I'm asking God for his assistance, God works wonderfully. He helps. He calms me down. And he helps me just to think a little bit more clearly about what's going on. So you guys, I'm going to repeat. I'm going to repeat. Tip number two is pray through. All right. Tip number three. And this is a good one too. Focus on the good versus the bad. Remember how in episode two, we talked about having a gratitude list? Yes. And focusing on the good, you may need to go back to that gratitude list. This time though, I want you to jot down good things about the person you are having a conflict with. I'll tell you this, I've done this many times because sometimes it'd be hard and you just want to, but when I can take that time out and think through who this person is, it reminds me that this is not always their behavior. That sometimes, again, that bad day happens and, you know, we all kind of get heated. So spend time remembering the person's good. Tips one through three are small things that you can do to ensure that you're overcoming evil with good. And as I say this, you may be like, Kimir, but does this apply to them people who just constantly be pushing your buttons and who constantly just try to harm you? It does because when you're not fueling their evilness and you're not getting all up in their face, screaming back at them, you have the opportunity to overcome evil with good. I saw this quote earlier that stated that you cannot overcome evil with evil. And as I say this as well, for those who are in relationships where you're constantly being harmed and hurt, get help. Find a support group where you can dig through the complexities of the relationship so that you're not taking on abuse. All right, now, as I stated before, tips one through three are great. They're moments or tips rather that allows you to take care of your emotional wholeness and your emotional wellness. So again, tips one through three, go ahead, get them done. All right, now, so I'm not belaboring everything, going back and forth 50 times. Come back next week. We got more encouragement for you. I'm quite excited about the segment that's coming up. See you next time.